Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up from our news desk, Oregon to require vaccination of all healthcare and K-12 workers as cases soar and positions go unfilled, by Jack Harville. Oregon Governor Kate Brown announced this week that healthcare workers and K-12 school employees need to confirm they have been fully vaccinated by October 18th to continue working. Previously, healthcare workers could regularly test themselves if they didn't want to get vaccinated. The announcement came as case numbers in Oregon are reaching record highs, trending upward since mask and social distancing mandates were scrapped on July 1st when adult Oregonians surpassed a 70% vaccination benchmark. Oregon Health Authority data shows that 98.88% of the most recent cases are the more contagious Delta variant. Brown ordered members of the National Guard to offer support at Oregon hospitals this week, including Ben's St. Charles Medical Center. The St. Charles Health System currently has about 76.5% of its caregivers fully vaccinated. St. Charles Public Information and Government Affairs Officer Lisa Goodman told the source that with the limited information about the vaccine mandate's implementation, It's difficult to know whether the health system can reach 100% vaccination among staff by the deadline, or if some healthcare workers will retire or leave their jobs if the vaccine is mandatory. The potential loss of staff poses a challenge for the healthcare system, already working through a staffing shortage that has factored into delays for patient care. School Worker Mandates Brown's mandate for workers at K-12 schools was implemented in an effort to keep schools in session year-round, and because the Delta variant has been hitting kids harder than in the past. Redmond School District officials say they're waiting to see the Oregon Health Authority rules before commenting, but the Redmond School Board will consider implementing a mask mandate during its regular meeting August 25th. District Superintendent Sharon Klein has stated the district will follow required mandates, though many school board members oppose mandatory masking of students. Ben Lapine Schools did not respond to a request for comment about its masking or vaccination plans by the time this story went to print. Venues require vaccines or tests. Brown announced outdoor mask mandates are returning on Friday, August 27th for most public outdoor settings where social distancing isn't possible. Some hospitality companies are enforcing vaccine requirements of their own volition. Ben's Les Schwab Amphitheater announced it will require a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination to attend concerts starting with its Modest Mouse Show August 29th. And the Sisters Folk Festival, scheduled for October, will require proof of vaccination and will enforce mask mandates. Clear Summer Nights, which produces shows at the Athletic Club of Bend, also announced a vaccination or testing requirement and plans to offer rapid tests at its shows. And finally, a proposal to pipe over 13 miles of Arnold Irrigation District worries many of its patrons. By Jack Harville. In April of 2019, patrons of Arnold Irrigation District received a postcard informing them of a plan to pipe the district's 13.2-mile canal and inviting them to comment. 
Patron Mark Elling said that was the last patrons heard about it until June 8th, when the district released a draft environmental assessment, essentially a roadmap for the project. Many AID patrons organized and attempted to steer the project in a different direction after seeing that the draft EA didn't factor in property damage or loss of property value in piping costs, the loss of a water source for wild animals and trees, and perhaps most broadly, the loss of the flume, an over 80-year-old open half-pipe that diverts AID's irrigation water from the Deschutes. They said that they received over 400 separate public comments about the issue, which is very high compared to what other irrigation districts have received, in my understanding. Elling, a member of the patron group opposed to piping, said, They did not specify which issues were driving that amount of opposition, but I would imagine the flume is a big part of it. AID didn't respond to a request for comment. The preferred solution among the patron group is canal lining, in which geotextile liner and shotcrete are poured over earthen canals. Lined canals lose about 10% of water to seepage, whereas unlined canals in central Oregon soil can lose up to 50%, according to the Deschutes River Conservancy. The draft EA says lining was considered along with both piping and leaving the canal as is, and found piping was the cheapest option in the long term. Canal lining was eliminated, and it was one of the terms, but it was eliminated from further study said Brett Golden, Director of Modernization at Farmers Conservation Alliance, the agency that prepared the study. It's the capital costs, the replacement costs, and the maintenance costs. The EA estimates the 100-year cost of lining would be $80,864,000, compared to the $42,759,000 price tag for piping, which Golden says requires little to no maintenance. AID's patrons who oppose the plan dispute this assessment. Elling compiled material and installation estimates and predicts a cost of $28.6 million to line the entire canal without safety ladders and fencing along the canals. Costs FCA factored into its estimates. Patrons also worry about the impact to the ecosystem, arguing that the canal supports wildlife. Over the past 100 years, animals relied on the canal for water and the seepage from the canals supports trees in the area and filled wells. Though lining would also decrease seepage, nearby trees still benefit from the water. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, pick up a free copy of the Source Weekly or visit our website, ventsource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.